All right. Thank you for joining another episode of the Clay County Beacon podcast. Today I have with me Connie Thomas. She is the former mayor of Orange Park and is now running for the Board of County Commissioners. Ms. Thomas, thank you for joining me today. Tell us a little bit about you and why you want to be on the BCC. Oh, thank you so much, Josh, for having me. And thank you for having this outlet as a podcast so that, you know, myself and the other candidates can get the word out about us. Um, I think that's much needed right now uh, in these days. It's hard to get the word out. Um, About me, I grew up in Clay County, and um, nobody could love this area more than I do. Um, My family goes back many generations in Florida. And we moved to Clay County when I was eight years of age. So um, as far as seeing my district expand and boom over time, I was definitely here during the days when Blanding became a sprawling Blanding at the north end of town. And I went to high school at Orange Park High School when we had 3,000 students and we had to graduate in the auditorium. So I was here in the 70s when things were really, really expanding. And um, so... uh, graduated from Orange Park High School, went away for college, got married, moved to um, the suburbs of Atlanta. And it was there that I was kind of brought out of my uh, day-to-day life in awakening where um, this wastewater treatment plant that was near our home um, was emitting um, environmental toxins. And I had to figure out for myself, for myself what was happening to us as far as like um, any toxins in the air and what they were doing to my family, but also to my community. And so it was out of that that um, I began to understand the role of government on a deeper level and how the government is there to protect you and um, became very frustrated on a lot of levels because I didn't feel like that protection was taking place. And so in uh, 2010, I moved back to Clay County, back to home, and I'm very glad I did. I got to be here with my dad as he passed away and, um, and began attending town council meetings uh, here in Orange Park. And we started a ground-level group here, Citizens for Greater Orange Park, over the widening of Plainfield Avenue and concern for the trees there and that beautiful can- canopy in that historic area. And also a concern about, you know, the community at large, about becoming more of a walkable community, becoming something that um, people want to stay here and live here for uh, long term. So that's what made me run for council. And um, then I became mayor. And that was one of the greatest privileges of my life. And during that time is when I found out that our present um, county commissioner was going to be terming out, and that was going to be happening right as my term as mayor was ending um, to be able to run for this office. And I just felt like a lot of the things that I was able to bring to the table for the town, you know, on many different issues as far as our waterways and um, youth homelessness, um, many, and, you know, community building efforts, that kind of thing, I felt like that could easily expand that to cover our county and our district. And out of my want for that, for especially for the area that I grew up in, I very much feel like I could do a really, really great job at, at being our commissioner. So very much wanted to do, do this. Yeah, I think you definitely have an interesting, uh, a unique background among some of the other candidates. And that's not, <laughs> I'm not admonishing anybody else, right? But uh, that's why, right, right. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I think your perspective is a little bit different. You have... Um, firsthand knowledge 
uh, where some of the other folks don't about actually governing, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the wonderful citizens of Clay County uh, the, and, mm-hmm. and is uh, rambunctious and, and, you know, uh, as they can <laughs> mm-hmm. be. So it's, it's interesting. Um, do you think, uh, I mean, what do you see, let's talk a little bit about if you get elected, let's say you get elected to the board of county mm-hmm. commissioners, what, what are your sure. specific, do you have any specific priorities that you would out of the gate work towards or, or work on? Yes. I, yeah, I really do. Um, and I have to say, I think, you know, when I was first thinking about, you know, running as commissioner, I, I had one set of priorities, but then when COVID hit, you know, I had to re- regroup. Right. And, uh, so when you talk about being a commissioner or you talk about being a mayor or whatever, you're talking about protecting the health and welfare of our citizens. And so with the COVID crisis here, um, that was became top priority for me as mayor. And also it is a top priority for me going in as commissioner. Um, you know, it is wreaking havoc on our budgets. Uh, we don't know where things are going. Our county manager said that we're losing $500,000 a month in the foreseeable, foreseeable future. Um, so, you know, we have got to do some really um, brainstorming and being very proactive as to way, the way we're going to, you know, use our funds in the coming months so that once this virus passes, you know, we're still in good standing. And then we can bounce forward to do the things, the more creative things that I think that we want to do as a, as a county. Um, that being said, um, I have served on the Tourist Development Council and have really enjoyed that and looking at creative ways to that clay county can become a destination rather than just a pass-through you know so that and that that people can really work here and make great salaries and there can be affordable housing for people to stay here um really looking at creative ways to do that um that i really want to help with that in the future and then secondly you know um I know the many issues that we have on waterways and flooding concerns throughout our county, and that's something I've been diligently working on with the town. And I want to expand that and have those same roundtable discussions that I've had in the town where we bring together uh, citizens and community leaders and state agencies um, to come to the table to figure out the different ways that we want to tackle those different fronts, because it takes all of that happening at the same time to be able to create um, a really good resiliency system, which a lot of people don't know, but um, our insurance is going to change and how our homeowner's insurance is going to change in the future as to flooding concerns, because it's not going to be, do you just live on a waterway? It's going to be, do is your road blocked off at some point down the road for you to get to work? That kind of thing. Um, they're going to start looking to see how resilient is your community, how resilient is your county, and insurance rates are going to be built on that. Right. So we need to be very proactive as how we go about that and looking at water flow and all of, the, all of those kind of concerns. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, the COVID-19 has turned the world on its ear. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious about the, the comment that you made uh, where you're given information that we're losing you know, half a million dollars a, a month. Is mm-hmm. that, I would assume, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have any details on that? I'm curious, is it from tax revenues or like the gasoline tax? Yes. Not yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and uh, the county manager gave um, much detail. There's a slide on that and I can find it and forward it to you. Okay, great. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, as to what it was looking like, you know, they, they can't really look at the numbers until like two months out. So, you know, right now they're, they're getting in, you know, they've got in the March, they've got into April numbers. Right. And I think March looked like a loss of 300000 and um, 
April was more of a $500,000 um, loss. Uh, and it's he, he, he predicts that it's going to continue that way until we get through this virus. Yeah, it makes sense. So, a lot of a lot of folks working home mm-hmm. till at least like September, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so the flooding is a weird thing too because where I live, I'm in Middleburg. Um, okay. I'm not really near, like I wouldn't consider myself near any body of water. Um, okay. I'm miles away from any creek mm-hmm. or anything, right? And, and mm-hmm. I was looking at like the floodplains, like the evacuation zones last year when we had that hurricane come through. And I right. was in like the third or fourth stage. It was the last, but it was like the third mm-hmm. or fourth like evacuation zone for because of a uh, mm-hmm. flooding risk. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think there is some value in making people aware just how, how much of the county's at risk of flooding, um, you know, when we have yeah. natural disasters or, you know, some of these mm-hmm. crazy wacky mm-hmm. you know, rainstorms yeah. that come through and dump mm-hmm. rain on us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's the beauty of our County. And at the same time, it's our Achilles heel. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's finding that balance and making sure that we're being proactive to make sure that the, we have these waterways that they're flowing and, you know, and that we don't have these ditches that are overgrown and built up. Anything that's impacting that, you know, we 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 got grants in the town so that we could do dredging and that kind of thing to make sure that the waterways were opened up as much as possible should, you know, another hurricane come through. So, Right. Yeah. And, you know, then, then we have the, the classic struggles that I think every uh, county that's sort of we're sort of half rural, half suburbs and mm-hmm. you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of townships thrown in there. Yeah. You know, I hear yeah. a lot from from people out in the Keystone area. And I know that your district doesn't cover Keystone, but the board together right. sort of makes decisions yeah. for oh, the whole yeah. county. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have have some some angst over. Uh, in the Lake Asbury area where the First Coast Expressway is coming through, there's a lot of new roads being put right. in. Um, yeah, and there's yeah. people in Keystone that are saying like, hey, you know, my road hasn't been paved, you know, and I've been asking yeah. for it for years. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. like, you know, as a county commissioner, like, you know, any thoughts on like how to balance that? Like, you know, how do we get mm-hmm. to the point where we have, you know, like people that have some basic things? Because to me, it's just, it's crazy to me that we have as many unpaved roads in the county as we do. Yeah. Um, You're right. <laughs> so have you given any thought to you, like, how do we get some of that stuff, like, out in the more rural areas taken care of while we yeah. also don't handicap our growth? You know, I, I agree that that is a balance that's needed. We can't just have all focus in one area, you know. Um, the, you know, one thing we've done in the town, I think, that's been very, very good is that we've had a roadway plan. And we've looked, you know, five, year, five years out in the CIP to put down which roads we felt like needed to come up first to be paved. You know, not only that, you got to look at underground utilities and those kind of things that need to happen for a lot of people um, and, you know, and, and figure out ways for those connections. And we, we have figured out ways to do that with through grants and everything else to help families be able to connect to, you know, water and sewer and all those kind of things. Um, so yeah, it has to be strategic. It has to be part of a written plan and we have to know that that's coming up and that that's priority and those things have to be tackled. Um, and I know that our municipalities very much would help with whatever they're seeing and, you know, we could figure, we could figure that out. That I don't, I don't think that would be too difficult to have that balance. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be, you know, I think people would 
like to hear that, right? I think that's what a lot mm-hmm. of people are just looking for somebody to say, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, what about us? Like, there's some basic stuff that we yeah. need, and we get that we need yeah. the other things. But then there's also yeah. people in the county. I don't know if you've run into any of these folks on on mm-hmm. online. Mostly is where where I encounter them that are just staunchly anti-growth. Like, they don't yeah. want anybody moving here. They don't want any land developed. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything mm-hmm. to change ever. Which, mm-hmm. to an extent, I get. Like there there are some rural parts of the county mm-hmm. that are that are scenic and beautiful, and we don't want to get rid of right. all of the the natural yeah. landscape, but like growth is going to happen. And it's a question of like, yeah. how do you manage it? Right. So right, how, right, right. what, like, you know, what are your thoughts? Like, are we, are we growing too fast? Are we growing too much? Do we need to try to limit how we're growing or? I, I am just a big advocate of smart growth. You know, um, we know growth is coming. We can't, you know, we can't have our head in the sand and say it's not coming. You know, in fact, they've told us we're going to be one of the fastest growing counties in the state if we're not already. Um, so we have to be prepared for that, but we have to do that in ways that's smart. And I, I'll go back to blending. When that vast growth happened in the 70s, you know, nothing was planned there. They just kept adding to, adding to, adding to. And now we still see that at northeast end of our county on blending. You know, it's yeah. a struggle to get down blending still. Um, so I don't, you know, it, it's working to be proactive and thinking things through and you know, using this time of expansion in our county to think about, okay, so new utilities have to be down. So what kind of wiring uh, to make the, you know, uh, be what we call a smart a smart uh, community? What kind of um, underground utilities need to be there for, you know, say internet, that kind of thing? Right. Um, what are the, you know, to think ahead on that, what are the ways that we can make, um, you know, the stop-offs, uh, along the way for people that get off the interstate to be more of a town-like feel and someplace that people want to plan to stop and visit Clay County. You know, for Clay County to truly become a destination and something that someplace that people look forward to coming to. Right. Um, so I, I think there are ways that we can create community. We can find ways to welcome our visitors and make it really a beautiful place, but we really have to think it through. Yeah, I think you, you look at, uh, you know, County Road 220 going through Fleming Island. Mm-hmm. You can tell that there was some thought, and of course it was built yeah. and developed right. long after Blanding Boulevard, mm-hmm. but you contrast that with Blanding mm-hmm. Boulevard, and I think yeah. you look at a little bit of thought behind a roadway can make a world of yeah. difference for years to come. Yeah, um, right. And, and I do, you know, talking about a sense of community, I think, you know, it, because Orange Park, the part of Blanding, Mm-hmm. feels so jumbled, you know, when you drive yeah. through and everything is just yeah. sort of, sort of yeah. connected, you know, and it's yeah. like it's all slapped together. And I, listen, I'm not, yeah. you know, I love the people of Orange Park. Like, don't take that. It's nothing, nothing to do with any <laughs> human being, but it's, I think when you plan things out smartly, it actually helps, helps develop a sense of community and ownership and pride about where you live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it leads to abilities yeah. to do things like in Orange Park, like in, in the actual, what a, two things I love about Orange Park. I love the longest mm-hmm. table event that you guys did. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. You. Yeah, um, yeah thought it was really cool. <laughs> Wasn't able to attend yeah. myself. I forget what I had pop up ah. at last minute. I didn't make it, but it was ah. really cool. That and I love your yeah. uh, your fall festivals that you guys yeah. do. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and you have yeah. stuff going on there. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yeah. how do you envision? Like, are, are there some things we could do that are similar to those things countywide? Uh-huh. Like, I have any ideas around that? Oh, like, gosh, I'd love to yes. hear them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, um, the longest table was created out of the fact that you know. Um, uh, you know, many of us remembered having the Mardi Gras festival and parade that used to be here years ago. 
And with the growth of Highway 17, you know, we've been no longer been able to have that for a number of years. And so, you know, what was a way to bring back community and be able to celebrate, you know, the historic roads and, and environment up against the river? Um, so, you know, that's how we created the longest table. And um, and I hope, you know, now with COVID, I, I don't know if that's going to be able to continue, you know, in the next couple of years, but hopefully it will start back up. Um, and I would love to expand that to the county. That would be very easy to do. We can find you know, areas in our county that we could have different pockets maybe of longest tables and areas, but maybe have them all on one night, you know, uh, to bring community together. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can do to um, um, to just expand that field that we have here in Orange Park. Uh, as, far as, a, as far as a festival, I mean, I know that we have, you know, the agricultural fair and that kind of thing, but on, and that does draw in a lot of people. However, you know, it's at the other end of the county, you know, there may be something that we could create and design that's more, um, say, you know, that people could get to maybe in Middleburg and that kind of area. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just sitting down. It's really just sitting down and talking about what people long for, right. you know. And that really, you know, that's what I do for a living. I listen to people. I'm a clinical social worker in the daytime. And uh, and so it's sitting down and hearing what people really long for and what we can do to create that. So, yeah, I think I love the fair. Uh, my favorite part of the fair mm -hmm. is this company that comes through. Mm -hmm. uh, they're called Peachy's mm -hmm. Baking Company, and they make mm -hmm. the most delicious yeah. donuts you've yeah. ever tasted. Yeah. And there's a, right. lots of great things about the fair. What what I don't yeah. get at the fair that I do get at the fall festivals in Orange Park are ability and, and sort of ease of having conversations with people. Uh, ah. I feel like... See, some, that's, the, a, that's a good thing to know. Yeah, I think the... And now, hey, you know, I'm one man, so don't, don't, uh, you know, <laughs> don't, don't make any decisions off just me. But I tell you, that's what I actually like about the, the, yeah. the, the fall festivals and the other events that happen near Town Hall uh, there yeah. in Orange Park is because you actually have a chance. Yes, there's things going on, but it's also relaxed enough that you have a chance to sort of just stop and have a conversation with folks. Oh, um, it really is. And, You're right. You know, so it's pretty It's pretty cool, um, you know, and I hope, mm -hmm. you know, I'm all for whatever ideas you come up with, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, there, so. okay. Yeah, um, I love that. So, you know, outside of, you know, we talked about, you know, some of the flooding and other things. Is there any other, mm. what do you see right now? I guess, let me ask you two questions. I like to ask everybody. What do you see right now in the County that you think is going well? Like, what do you think are some things that the County government does well right now? I think that we have a really great County staff and, you know, the hiring of our, our, our County manager, I just think that was a real win. I think that they really do work as a team and have a team approach. And I think, you know, that's really shown through with the recent um, money that's coming in from the CARES Act. And they, every department has had to just get on top of things and figure out what are the best way, best uses of that money. And they've had to contact uh, nonprofits and other people within the county to find out what those best uses are. So I see them doing a really uh, great job uh, with the minimal staff that they do have, I, I think they're doing a great job. And I also think that our county commissioners have done a great job of working together in unison and um, uh, have, you know, found some ways to be able to push things forward um, and not, you know, get involved in a lot of red tape. And I'll go back to the CARES Act here. They they moved right on that so for the betterment of our citizens. So right. really appreciate that. So, uh, you know, I think there's some there's some really good things there. And I, and, um, and I, I think, you know, I see... Um, 
you know, the years to come, that that's going to continue that kind of relationship. That's good. What, well, all right, let me flip that question on you. What, okay. what are some things you feel like need to be, need to go better? Hmm. Well, I, I'll go back to, you know, understanding the wants and needs of, 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 their, of our people. I mean, we need to find better ways to get in touch with that. Um, and, and that's why for me as, um, as mayor and councilwoman and as a commissioner, I plan to continue to hold those roundtable discussions that I've had um, over time so I can understand the wants and needs. And also, you know, as mayor, I held held a monthly meeting with the mayor and people, anybody could come in and talk about any subject they wanted. And I want to continue that as well, because I think that because our county is so large and there are there are so many different pockets of needs that we have to be very proactive and and reaching out to find out what what it is what it is that's happening in these communities. We can't just assume that we know. Mm, so. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a lot of what I, and it's not everywhere, but in, it, there's it seems to in my very again limited experience, seems to be mm-hmm. pockets of the county that feel like people don't understand what's happening in their community. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. the needs that they actually have. One of the big, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to roads that that we hear a lot of folks out mm-hmm. in the Keystone way talk about mm-hmm. uh, in the rural areas of the county, not just Keystone. We hear people talk about access to high speed internet. Um, one of the challenges mm-hmm. that the school board faced yeah. when they had to pivot to online learning was the fact yeah. that they, they started to realize how many of their students really didn't have access mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. A, a solid, fast internet connection to be able to, you know, join yeah. online classes. So, yes, um, yes, you know, yes. do you, and I'm sort of putting you on the spot with this one, so forgive me, um, but, <laughs> okay. but, and, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know what the solution is there. I guess my, you know, the problem that we have, you know, this is going to reveal a little bit of my libertarian thinking is that mm-hmm. we have a monopoly on internet. Um, mm-hmm. in, you know, in America, there's a handful of companies that provide internet and, and they sort mm-hmm. of collude with the government to, to mm-hmm. put in regulations to, to not, to yeah. make the barrier of entry high for other companies. So yeah. do you have any thoughts on like, how do we incentivize these, these big companies to come out to areas like Keystone and put in better infrastructure and deliver better internet services to people? Yeah. I, you know, I, I would have to really think that through as far as like incentivize that, but, but to say, but, you know, you see that already in so many locations, like on college campuses, you know, internet's covered throughout. You know, they've, they've done a partnership with Apple uh, to be able to do that on their campuses. Right. It, and, and it kind of goes along with what I was talking about, like smart communities and smart design is in, in technology. There are things that we can do as we go out into these communities, as we, as we put new roads in, we make sure that they are aligned with what they need for technology. Right. And don't, don't skip that part, you know, because that's going to be the cheapest time to put that in is when the ground is open to yep. do that. Yeah. You're already digging it up. Might as well put it all in. That's right. Time. Yep. That's right. So, I mean, so once again, it's being strategic and figuring that out. And I also think, I just think there are great partnerships out there and there are grants available to be able to do things like that in rural communities. So, you know, we just need to get work to work on it. Yep. Yep. Good. Good to hear. Um, so let me ask you another question that, that people always want me to ask everybody. Um, okay. what, what's your general stance on term limits, right? Um, uh-huh. you know, do you, do you think term limits are a good thing? Do you think they're a bad thing? Um, just in general, I think they're a thoughts? wonderful thing. I think they're a wonderful thing. Um, I think term limits, uh, make sense. Um, I, you know, you know, when I started out, 
and and as a councilwoman, I knew I had three years. And I did not assume that I would get reelected or anything else. And that's why people were like, wait a minute, you, you know, why are you doing 20 things at once? Well, I don't know. I have three years right. and I feel like I need to do everything I can in those three years to make our town the best it can be. And and I think everybody needs to feel that way when they go into office. Yep. They shouldn't assume that they're just going to be there. And so if you really are in there to serve the people and to leave this world better than you found it, then you need to have a time limit that's on you and to say, okay, I got to get going. So when I become a commissioner, I'm going to know, okay, these are the years, these are the finite years here. I got to get going. Yeah. And and I agree with you there. I, you know, I'm not necessarily in favor of term limits for every, um, Mm -hmm. every office, uh, you know, if it's Mm -hmm. an opera, if it's an operational position, you know, um, to me, it's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if Mm -hmm. you have a good operator, like let Mm -hmm. them, let them operate. Right. Like, but, but for decision making and policy making offices, I'm I'm a big proponent of that mostly Mm -hmm. because, I'm very uh, personally anti-career politicians, you know, and, and maybe yeah. this is a biased yeah. opinion, but if the yeah. only thing a person offers to society is the fact that they, they keep getting elected to various government offices, that right. makes me wonder, like, how can you be in touch with people who, who are out there living their everyday lives and working and, and doing things when yeah. all you're doing yeah. is, is government, right? So, yeah, right, um, right. I you know, agree. so it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much all I have for you. I want to give you one last okay. thing, though. Um, basically okay. you got to open mic, tell the, the voters of Clay County why they should, uh, well, I guess technically voters in your district, uh, because those mm-hmm. are closed district races, tell the voters in the mm-hmm. district that you're running, why they should elect Connie Thomas to the board of County commissioners. Well, I, because like I said, nobody could love this area more than I do. And, um, I have a real heart for our people here and, I can see, I can have a, I have a vision for what I see and I want to, I want to hear what other people see as a vision for our, our district. Like I, you know, I have a love for this area so much that I'd love to see the expansion down Kingsley of, um, you know, of the uh, plantings that are down to the town edge to keep going down Kingsley all the way to Blanding. You know, I would like to see Blanding re revitalized. Um, it's a place where I grew up. It's a place that I care greatly about. Um, so to be, to have the honor to be able to get to work on behalf of the people of this area, would be one of the greatest honors of my life. It really will be. Um, and so, you know, put me to work is all I can say. Um, I'm here to work for the people. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, it's it's, uh, been a good conversation. Uh, I'll tell you what I tell everyone. A, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy running a campaign, working a job, you know, it's uh, time consuming as it is, but, uh, and B, you know, I wish you, wish you best of luck at the polls. Thank you, Josh. I really appreciate it. I appreciate this moment. Thank you so much.